What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 14 of season 5. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, the Prince of Yukon himself speaking. Why did I say the Prince and not the King? Because I have the pleasure of talking to the King of Yukon, co-hosting this podcast with me right now. Kurt is the King of Yukon. You're full of shit. No, that's just the truth. Kurt, for those who don't know, and people are like, what the fuck are we talking about? Obviously, everyone knows we went to Yukon. Kurt uh, was asked to guest speak at Yukon, and he was a living fucking legend, and he did it. And then about 70,000 people recognized Kurt on campus. Yeah, all two of them. Nope, nope. It was definitely like 10. Double digits for sure. Whatever. It was fun. Uh, the speaking part was great. Uh, the best part of the day was seeing my boy Brune Doggy Dog and going to get Gansett Raps because IYKYK Gansett Raps are arguably my favorite thing about UConn aside from Bruno. So... Uh, I was a happy boy. It was a delight. Kurt and I walk around campus, seeing the campus we used to fucking run, that we used to do monster runs are. We didn't forget how good Gansett Raps are, but we were just like, let's confirm really quick that they still fucking hit different, and they fucking hit different. Conf- That's all I wanted today for lunch. Yep. I was like, oh. Yep. As I ate my pre-made peanut butter and jelly. I saw, I saw that on in your Instagram story, by the way. I was like, oh, damn, Kurt's back at it again. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm balling on a bit of a budget, and okay. I made nine PB&J for 1431 Wow. That is... That is efficient. I mean, that is efficient, um, but that's also not Gansett. Yeah, no, it's not Gansett, <laughs> and it wasn't that good, so... Okay, well, we can dream. We'll always have the memories. I think I've asked you this. Strawberry jelly or grape jelly? Um, I feel like I am a loser for not having a side, but I'll have both. If I had to pick which time, which I, what I had more of, I think I have I've had grape more overall. But I will. I'm not very strong on either side. Is that the wrong answer, Kurt? What's the right answer? I'm a strawberry guy. Okay. Well, strawberry's good. I like strawberry as a flavor in general. It's just a very good, even though it's obviously artificial as fuck. It's a very good uh, flavor in general. Blue raspberry is my king of like artificial flavors, but strawberry is usually up there too. Yeah, no, I respect that. Bruno, uh, it do be late as shit. Uh, Depending so, on what time zone you're in. True. <laughs> true. Uh, so, Bruno, without any further ado, my friend, I think we should just hop into our uh, week seven recap. Let's say yes to the dress. Uh I did already. I did say yes to the dress. Bruno, we're starting uh, Jags Saints. Travis Etienne, the boy. He went to Clemson, I think. People forget. With Trevor Lawrence. 
people forget they were teammates yep. in college and now in the pros. Yes, sir. Uh, he ran for two touchdowns in this game, and the Jags defense returned an interception for a score, setting up Christian Kirk's 44-yard touchdown to seal the deal for the Jaguars, who moved uh, to 5-2, and two, Bruno, on the year, mm-hmm. uh, after a 31-24 victory over the Orleans Saints last Thursday night. Bruno, it should be mentioned that Derek Carr had the Saints on the goal line Obviously, down a touchdown, looking to tie the game late. A third down pass bounced off of Foster Moreau's hands. Derek Carr, fourth down look for Chris Olave. No bueno, not happening. Uh, Clinched a big dub for the Jags. Bruno, they're 3-0 on the road, and they are sitting pretty in the AFC South. Yeah, they certainly are sitting pretty, Kurt. Um, One thing that was the opposite of pretty was this next game. Two of the NFL's worst. Uh, two teams that have both beaten the Patriots in the last calendar year, the Raiders and the Bears, Kurt. Uh, again, who really cares about Raiders-Bears? The funny thing about this game, Tyson Bajan, Bajan, Bagel, however the fuck you say his name, backup quarterback for the Bears, he played at a D2 school last year. Justin Fields gets injured, and it's like, all right, the Bears are doing their best to tank. Uh, wrong. <laughs> Tyson Bajan, Bajan, however you say his fucking name, uh, led three touchdown drives, and the Bears won 30-12. to uh, this was a quarterback battle for the ages. Tyson Bajan versus Brian Hoyer. I think that's what we were all looking forward to when we think of star-studded quarterback rooms, Kurt. Um, there's nothing much to say about this game. It does kind of suck that Devonta Adams on my fantasy team needs to do a little bit better. Uh, I don't think in Gamble, but in another one of the teams. He's just kind of doing nothing in on the Raiders. Again, it, while Jimmy G is injured, that is maybe to be expected. But yeah, Bears 30, Raiders 12. What a forgettable game. What a forgettable quarterback matchup. But here we are talking about it. Here we are, Bruno, because it's what we do. You know, we got to talk about this, the good, the bad, and the ugly. True. Speaking of more ugly here for you, pal. <laughs> okay, we got commanders at the Giants. Tyrod Taylor starting once again for Daniel Jones. He had a nice, oh, yes. He had a nice day uh, teaming up with Darren Waller, uh, combined for a big game for the, for the G Men. They ended a four game losing streak by knocking off the commies mm. that's problematic mm. uh 14 7 at home bruno darren waller finally finds the end zone for the giants he had seven receptions for 98 yards in the win first things first way too up and down of a year for the commanders if they like again an nfc east where you have the eagles and you have the cowboys if you want to stay alive you have to be a little more consistent they have done anything but be consistent sam howell's been sacked they believe 49 times in seven weeks bruno quick math that's seven sacks a game it's not great someone needs to someone needs to figure that the fuck out yeah uh but bruno a big win for the giants in a shit bowl yeah an absolute shit bowl kurt i feel like that's the unfortunate theme of the week there were a lot of shit bowls and we're just gonna move right along next to the next one kurt if i told you in this falcons bucks game desmond ritter would lose three fumbles in the red zone and a couple of them i think at like the literal one yard line three fumbles not one not two not three if i told you that the falcons would get penalized almost 10 times nine times that's a fancy way of saying nine times nine times for a shit ton of yards if i told you that Dijon robinson got a tummy ache and didn't want to play this game and if i told you that the falcons still won you'd be your fucking liar well guess what kurt i ain't calling you a truther but guess what? The Falcons still won 16 to 13 over the Bucks. Kurt, I don't even know what to say. Like, there's no reason the Falcons should have won this game. Desmond Ritter is not good. And yet, I guess he didn't throw an interception. He had three fumbles, but no interceptions. So that's good. Uh, but the Falcons somehow win 16 to 13. I think for the Bucks, what happened to that three and one start where they looked really good? Because uh, certainly aren't looking good recently, I will say. Uh, Brett LeClaire's favorite player, Young Ho Koo, 
kick the 5100 field goal to walk it off for the Falcons. I feel like we've said that sentence at least three times this year. I distinctly remember us saying Brett LeClaire's favorite player, Young Hoku, kicked the walk-off field goal for the Falcons. Good for them. They're all of a sudden atop the NFC South, Kurt, and that's kind of a pathetic sentence to say that the Falcons are atop the NFC South. So we'll see if any other NFC South teams have anything to say. Yeah, Young Hoku is just clutch as fuck. Let's just yeah. call a spade a spade. Yeah. Bruno, uh, we, we you were excited during the pick six to talk about a <sighs> big game uh, between the Lions and the Ravens. Obviously, uh, you and I did not pick the same in this game, but no. I think we both had just higher hopes yeah. for this game overall. Like We thought maybe marquee matchup to, to the better teams in the NFL going at it. We got a, we got another, another dog shitter. Yep. I don't know what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Bruno, but I, what I do know is the Ravens have arrived, okay? Yep. Behind nearly a flawless performance from Lamar Jackson, who had a rushing touchdown and went for 357 and three TDs through the air, Ravens absolutely pounded the Lions 38-6. Statement victory for the Dirty Birds, not from ATL, from B-more. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to say for yeah. Baltimore. Um, <laughs> Bruno, the craziest thing about this game the Ravens marched their little asses into the end zone four yep. times before the Lions even got a first down Shame. in this football game. I mean, you talk about absolutely just eviscerating somebody and yep. just absolutely taking their soul, taking their will. Uh, that'll do it. That'll do it, bucko. So uh, perhaps this game was just a stinker, an outlier for the Lions. Uh, we've talked about it quite a bit on the podcast about their schedule kind of getting more favorable once again. So, yes, not a good game for the Lions whatsoever but hopefully they bounce back because they are a hashtag fun team yeah absolutely um i will also say kurt that for this next game uh maybe not two teams at the caliber ravens lions but maybe two more teams in the mid category than trash category we've got steelers and rams steelers 24 rams 17 kurt these two teams confuse me because some weeks they look good, some weeks they don't look good. The Rams started off good, now they're three and three. The Steelers I thought were horrible, now they're four and two. This game, it felt like it was going the Rams' way. Puka Nakua was doing the damn thing like he has been all the time. Uh, Steve McMay was do pulling his best Kyle Shanahan. They had like literally no running backs, and all of a sudden, like Daryl Henderson, fucking Royce Freeman, fucking Zach Evans, and the fucking boys on the Rams running back squad were just doing the damn thing. And it felt like some 49ers shit out there. And the Steelers kind of woke up in the fourth quarter. They had two rushing touchdowns in the fourth quarter to put this game away. TJ Watt had a big pick for the Steelers. So good win for the Steelers. I don't really know what to make of the Steelers. Like they're four and two. They have a solid defense. Their offense is fucking tragic, I will say. Um, and that's kind of like, that's just, I feel like that's what it's been like for the Steelers recently. For the Rams, they're exciting. I love rooting for Puka Nakua. That's fun. But again, they're three and three too. So this was a, a battle of the mid teams, Kurt, and the Steelers got the dub, but I don't think that's just anything for the rest of the season. No, it was a total battle of mid. And again, that's like my favorite meme that goes around. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> battle of Unbelievable. mid. <laughs> Bruno, I got two more mid teams to talk about here. Hey. That was a lie. I have one mid team and one bad team, but hey. I'm going to go with it anyway. Bruno, Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jake Bobo. How about those two fucking names, oh, yeah. pal? Oh, yeah. They caught first half touchdown passes, and Kenneth Walker, the boy from Michigan State, rushed for a season high 105 yards as the Seattle Seahawks beat the Arizona Cardinals 20-10 to on Sunday afternoon. Bruno, like I said, big-time performances from JSN and Bobo. Two rookies, Bruno, who came from very different backgrounds. Obviously, we know JSN, first-round pick, highly touted. Jake Bobo 
undrafted free agent, just trying to make a team. Both these guys have, have stepped up in a big way. Uh, Seattle's kind of dealt with some injuries. DK Metcalf missed a game. Lockett's been a little bit uh, a little bit hurt throughout the season, so they've stepped up big time for Seattle, who's who's you know put themselves in striking position here for a. I know it's you know it's only after week seven here, but you know a chance to make a playoff run potentially. Uh, so good for the boys. <clears throat> um, I will say, Bruno, the Cardinals we thought might be a sneaky team at the beginning of the year. They were in games, right? They weren't winning them, but they were in games. Right. Uh, that's gone away. They are. <laughs> they they suck. They, they suck. Um, well, Kurt, as I think we mentioned this last week, the Car- the Arizona teams they're funneling all of their good into the Diamondbacks, who some somehow are in the World Series right now. So I think Arizona right now is saying Cardinals just keep sucking, give all the good juju to the Diamondbacks. So we'll see if the Diamondbacks can uh, pull off a stunner in the World Series. Kurt, two teams that would not belong in any championship right now of any sport, nonetheless NFL, are the Broncos and the Packers, two stinky poo poo teams. Um, Kurt. In this game, the Broncos were up nine nothing at halftime. They were up sixteen to three in the third quarter, and they barely, barely won nineteen to seventeen. Kurt, they they did win the game. It did feel like the Packers handed them the game. The Denver Broncos kick a field goal with three and a half, three and a half minutes left to go up nineteen seventeen. That's plenty of time. I mean, I know Jordan loves no like Tom Brady, but that's still plenty of time for a team to like get some point, right? Driving down late. All they needed was a field goal. They were down two. All the Packers needed was a field goal. Jordan Love, third and 20. He had A.J. Dillon, who, uh, John Deere tractor squad, I-Y-K-Y-K, uh, wide open over the middle of the field with room to run. Instead, for some dumbass reason, way over forces a pass down the field. Some uh, rookie, not, maybe not rookie, some uh, younger safety for the Broncos who was only in because that guy on the Broncos, Kareem Jackson, literally can't stop illegally hitting people, so he got suspended, uh, picked off the pass, and the, sealed the win for the Broncos, which is kind of funny that the Broncos like made a game safe and play late because I feel like they've just been losing games like that all year. So the Broncos got the win. Again, I don't. it's not really conclusions to be drawn from this game other than we're just looking at this game saying, what the fuck? Yeah, Bruno, you're so right. Uh, again, Jordan Love era, not off to a raging uh, hot start out there in, <laughs> you can say in that. the frozen tundra, uh, th- to put it politely. Bruno, with Taylor Swift in attendance once again to see her boo-thang, boo-thang. she's put on a show for her. You know, we're used to Taylor putting on shows. Also, we are 24 minutes away from Taylor putting out her re-recorded album. Hey. Stats guy is very excited oh my about God. that. Uh, Bruno, but you know, usually she's put on the shows. Uh, 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 not this time. It was the Chiefs' offense. Finally, Bruno, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. It's like, when is this offense going to take the next step? They did it in the first half of this uh, of this week. Uh, Bruno, they explode. They go to a 31-17 victory over the Chargers on Sunday. But 24 of those points came in the first half. So again, really got out to a hot start. Didn't allow the Chargers to really even. You know, the final score was 31-17. It wasn't even that close throughout the whole thing. So Mahomes went for 424 with four touchdowns. Yep. Obviously, that's a good day at the office. Yep. Travis Kelsey, 12 pa- he caught 12 passes for 179 yards and a, and a touchdown. Yep. I'm saying again, 12 for 179. <laughs> that's, again, like I want the Patriots wide receiver output yep. like, next Take to that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, Bruno, again... The Chiefs have just, you know, they've seized command of the division that they've won for seven straight years. Mahomes, 29-3 and three against AFC West teams, which is just fucking 
stupid good with the O. Stupid good. Uh, it's like very Tom Brady esque versus like the Buffalo Bills. That's like the that's like what comes to mind. Bruno, I do think at some point the conversation might need to be had about Justin Herbert. He's a yep. stud. He's a good quarterback. Yep. But the Chargers keep fucking losing. Something's got to be done. <laughs> it's true. Simply true. Simply true. Simply um, true. I think maybe they should honestly. What other options do they have, Kurt, but to trade him to the Patriots? I think that's what must be done right now. We don't make the rules. Just just send them our way. Just send them our way. Um, Kurt, two quarterbacks that I probably would turn down if they were sent the Patriots way. P.J. Walker and Gardner Minshew. Minshew. Somehow. What do you mean? What do you uh, mean? Well, uh, listen, listen, listen. Somehow those quarterbacks turned in one of the more entertaining games, not of the week, but maybe of the season. Uh, this was Browns and Colts. It was supposed to be Deshaun Watson. He made it all of three seconds into the game before he prematurely ejected see what I did there, himself from the game with P.J. Walker taking over. Um, Browns 39, Colts 38. Just an absolutely bananas game. Like, I'm not saying it was the highest quality game, but I am saying it was some high quality bananas were this game. Kurt, I really don't even know where to start. There were so many lead changes. The Colts were up 14 to seven after the first quarter, 17, 14 Browns, 21, 17 Colts, 24, 21 Browns. Then the Browns kept the lead for a little bit, 31, 30 Colts, 33, 31 Browns, 38, 33 Colts and 39, 38 Browns. It was just fucking punches left and right. And they weren't even like great punches. Gardner Minshew turned the ball over four fucking times. He has seven turnovers in his last two games. That led to some fucking points, let me tell you. Uh, on the other side of things, the Browns are known for having uh, have been having a great defense this year. Letting up 38 points to the Gardner Mitchell Colts isn't great, but what is great is Miles Garrett. Holy shit! He had two strip sacks in this game. Both of those led to points defensive, or like you know, led to the offense scoring. He also had this ridiculously timed, just fucking huge jump over the field goal unit over the center to block a field goal to set up more points for the Browns. So again, they needed every point they could get because they only scored, they only won by one. Uh, Dustin Hopkins is like just turning into like one of the best kickers in the league. He had three field goals over 50 yards. Would be really nice if we had a kicker who could kick some field goals, Kurt. That would be very nice. So another thing that the Patriots would like set their way to say the least. Uh, so again, it's kind of crazy. The Browns are four and two, Kurt. It's been the PJ Walker show this year and the Browns are four and two. Again, I know Deshaun Watson's injured, but at some point between him just not looking good and him being injured, do we have to be like, that's a fucking horrible contract that the Browns signed him to? Because it looks fucking bad, and he looks fucking bad. But I guess for now, you'll take the good defense, you'll take Miles Garrett, and you'll take the porn too for the Browns. So uh, that's what they got. Yeah, Bruno, you'll take that all day. Bruno, the next game we get to talk about is, well, again, we thought we had the makings of a potential marquee matchup here between the Dolphins and the Eagles. It was Sunday Night Football. The Eagles were in their Kelly Green uniforms. This was a uniform game. Again, I'm a big Dolphins uniform guy. Uh, I think they're I think they're awesome. So we got the aqua pants for the for the for the Dolphins. You got the Kelly Greens for the Eagles. Also, the uh, just a side note, the Kelly Green should be their full time uniforms. They are fucking sick. Solid. Solid. So sick. That's how I feel about the Patriots red ones. Like I just those oh. should be the permanent uniform. True. Uh, however, if I told you going to this game. That Jalen Hurts would have an interception and, well, actually he had two interceptions and he had a fumble in the game. Actually, no, I'm lying to you. I'm totally lying to you. Lying. He had one fumble and one interception. Okay, But, Fair. and I told you the leading rusher for the Eagles was only, 
uh, DeAndre Swift with 62 yards. Would you have Would you have said that they uh, the Eagles were going to win by two tutties? <laughs> I don't know, Jim. I, damn, I don't know, <laughs> Bruno. I've I got to be the first person to admit here, pal. I got to be the first person to admit. I've said I've been dick riding the Dolphins all year long, talking about how you know I think that Mike McDaniel is revolutionizing the game of football. Well, let me tell you, he met his match. His match is Nick Sirianni because Nick Sirianni said, "No, no, 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 ain't not not happening in Philadelphia." And Bruno, 31-17 was a final in this game. Again, for whatever reason, nobody can stop AJ Brown. For dude, I can't make sense of it. He had his fifth straight game of over 125 receiving yards. He had 10 receptions for 137 in this game. Obviously, this was a game, a lot of Alabama boys out there with Tua and Jalen Hurts. Um, but in the end, Jalen Hurts got the better of got the better of Tua in this one. Not an overly impressive game for Tua. We talk a lot about the big numbers that Miami has put up offensively. Uh, not in this one. Tua's stat line, Bruno, 23 of 32. Not bad. That is what it is. Sure. Only 216 yards with one touchdown and one interception. That's mm. very pedestrian for that offense. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 216 yards. That's been his first half numbers most, yeah. of, the, most of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, Tyreek got his, uh, you know, 11 receptions for 80, 88 yards and a touchdown. But again, modest in comparison to what some of these numbers we've seen. Uh, I think the, the tale of the tape in this one, Bruno, is the fact that Philadelphia got out to a 17-3 to lead. Um, with that being said, Miami did fight and they clawed and they scratched their way back into the game. And all of a sudden you're looking down in the third quarter after a pick six by the Miami defense. It's 17-17. So now, you know, obviously a good start for Philly. But, you know, they face some adversity. They come back with two touchdowns of their own. Uh, A.J. Brown had a 14-yard touchdown. And then uh, Kenneth Gainwell had a three-yard touchdown run. Uh, in the fourth quarter to kind of just really seal the deal. But again, I thought it showed some character from an Eagles team that, you know, again, I what was the score of the Eagles game last week that they lost the Jets? Oh, that was a close one off the top of my head. 20 to 14. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. You know, you lose a close game to the Jets. You know, people are kind of talking bad about you. You have the yep. Dolphins coming into town who, you know, for all yep. intents and purposes, a 5 and one team yep. have done have done very well. Um, and, and you showed some adversity when you know you jump out to that massive lead. Dolphins come back, and then you you close you shove the door in their face. Um, so I was impressed about it. I think I don't like Nick Sirianni. I'll be straight with you. I don't I don't really care for him. Guy. But the, yeah, definitely a weird weird cat. But what he's done with that team and what he's like that turnaround has been wildly impressive. And uh, they just they just keep winning. They're a good. They're a fucking good team. Bruno, I have one question for you about this game. Sure. The Dolphins now sit at five and two. Mm-hmm. Their wins this year have come against the Chargers, the Patriots, mm-hmm. the Broncos, the Giants, and the Panthers. Their two losses are to the Bills and to the Eagles. So they've lost to two good teams, and they've beaten the doormat teams. So mm-hmm. is it a little fluky, or are the Dolphins still a good football team? Where are you at with that? I mean... <sighs> I've definitely heard you break down why the Dolphins are just doing so many creative things offensively, and I don't think you can fully take that away. But Kurt, I mean, you, the results can't be taken away. Like, 
Isn't this what we just said about the Lions, who pretty much have beaten garbage teams and then they face the Ravens, who are a good team for once, and they get steamrolled? I'm not saying it's that extreme, but like the question has to be said about the Dolphins, like how good are they really? And until you kind of do it against those top teams, like again, are you just trying to like have a great regular season record and lose to the first good team you play in the playoffs? Or are you trying to be a contender, right? So I don't think we're calling them contenders, at least not right now, right? Like I certainly don't think they are. Kurt, they're playing the Patriots this week, which we're going to get to. That will be something with the way these two teams have been playing recently. They're also playing the Chiefs in two weeks. So if the Dolphins go quick 0-2 in the next two weeks, Kurt, boy, oh boy, are we going to be looking at the Dolphins differently. So I would say right now they have something to prove. I don't love that they're heading into the game plus with something to prove, Kurt. But you know what? Maybe we have something to prove, too. Um, time to fight. Time to fight. It's, it's time to fight. I love that that's back. Kurt, one last game before we talk Patriots. Let me just... Let me just ask you a couple questions. Maybe they're rhetorical. Maybe you can answer them. I don't fucking know because I think they're, one of these teams doesn't have the answers here. Kurt, if I told you after their start to the season, the Vikings won a one-score game, you might have just been like, huh? The Vikings won a one-score game? If I told you after that, that the Vikings, after their start to the season and after winning one close game, won a second close game for two weeks in a row, You'd be like, wait, 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 are we talking about the Vikings? If I told you oh? the Vikings did all that without Justin Jefferson, the best receiver in the league, you'd be like, nah, 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 no shot, no shot. Kurt, if I told you the Vikings did all of that and without Justin Jefferson, and this win this week came against the San Francisco 49ers, you'd be like, Bruno, you are a fucking buffoon idiot. That would be, this is like, me picking the Vikings would be like something dumb shit I would do on pick six. I'd be like, Kurt, Vikings are beating the 49ers. You would just laugh in my face. And I wish I did pick that. I, we didn't even have this game on pick six. So we thought it was going to be 49ers win. I wish I would have picked that because guess what? Vikings 22, 49ers 17. Kurt, I feel like we're going to get there with the 49ers. So maybe we're going to end with the 49ers part of this like we just ended with the Dolphins. But before we get there, we have to give our, our flowers. We have to give some respect. I feel like it sucks saying this. We have to give some respect to Kirk Cousins. He's just won two close games in a row and doing it without Jordan, uh, Justin Jefferson. He's all of a sudden making Jordan Addison look like a fucking baller wide receiver. He had seven catches for 123 yards and then just an absurd touchdown where, uh, you know, it was the second. It was so there were two plays this game where Kirk threw it to Jordan Addison. And Kirk, I, I don't know if you have thoughts on this because you're obviously you play quarterback, but Kirk Cousins has been making some throws where like, he throws it super early and like he's basically expecting the receiver to run to the spot but sometimes it's like so early that it feels like the receiver either like isn't fully synced up or it just gives more time for the defense to be like uh that pass is thrown like right next to me i'm gonna go catch that so one of those times uh there's a 49ers cornerback i forget his name who they basically got a tug of war and the point and the ball got intercepted but another one of those times he threw to jordan addison and i was sick it was like tug of war jordan addison was fighting for the ball he just ripped it away from the defender and ran 60 yards for a touchdown it's fucking sick so i guess there's something to be unless, said about unless you're playing him in fantasy and you lose by five points yeah it's like <laughs> unless, yeah, it's great. unless unless you happen to be playing him in fantasy which i didn't even put that together kurt r.i.p.i.p sorry for your loss um, Thank you. You have to say that Kirk Cousins does make his receivers look good. Like, you know, as much as we sh talk shit about Kirk Cousins, J Justin Jefferson has become one of the best wide receivers in the league with Kirk Cousins throwing to him. And now Jordan Addison, I'm not saying he's there yet, he's stepping up on that stage the same way. Um, so again, I, it's like the Vikings, like all of a sudden, 
they were going nowhere. They were tanking. People were talking about Justin Jefferson being shut down, and now they've won two games in a row and beat the 49ers. So it's a good win for the Vikings. I don't know if they're going places, but at least it like feels good. What doesn't feel good is if you're the 49ers, because last week they had their first loss of the season uh, to the Browns, and that was a shocking loss. And people were like, oh, Brock Purdy, this is what he really looks like. They look like shit, blah, blah, blah. And last week they had some injuries. It's fair to also say in this game, Trent Williams and Debo Samuel both out, which is, again, you should acknowledge that those are two very important parts parts and pieces of the team. But even still, I mean, if you're the 49ers, I don't think you're expecting to lose to the Vikings, even with those guys being out. Uh, Brock Purdy, he had two stinky interceptions in the fourth quarter that kind of sealed the deal, especially when they lose by five. So that certainly wasn't what you want to be seeing. Um, I will say for the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, he's now hurt in his last 16 games, almost a full NFL season, including the playoffs. He has scored a touchdown at least once in every game, which is kind of absurd. I don't know what's more absurd that or the fact that he's been healthy for the last 16 games in a row because Christian McCaffrey not known for being the healthiest guy of all time. Uh, I think I saw that the record is 17 games in a row with a touchdown, a full season. So if he does it next week, that's going to tie the record, which is pretty crazy. So the 49ers have to be liking that. But Kurt, I mean, I don't think you tell me what you think, right? I don't think the 49ers are in the same category as the Dolphins because I think the 49ers are just better than the Dolphins. But at the same time, like... I'm not saying the 49ers don't have good wins, right? Like, they have beaten, um, well, maybe maybe it's time to ask. Like, they beat the Cowboys, which, like, Cowboys kind of up and down. They beat the Steelers and the Rams. We just called that the Battle of Mid earlier this year. And then they beat the Giants and the Cardinals, who are stinky. But they have just lost the Browns and the Vikings. So, Kurt, where are you at? With Let me, let me turn this question around. You asked me about the Dolphins. Where are you at with the 49ers? Is this a blip? Is this like what we're seeing as like the other side of Brock Purdy, who's now in concussion protocol? Are we worried about the 49ers? Where are you standing with that? I wouldn't say I'm worried about them. Uh, I I think it is a blip uh, at this point. Here's why I say it's a blip and I don't think okay. it's a, a foundational thing. Okay. I don't believe in the Dolphins defense necessarily. Fair. I, I believe in Kyle Shanahan and that offense and I believe in that defense. If, if, the 49ers stay healthy, they will be there at the end of the year. I I can't confidently say that about the Dolphins. So right. that's where I kind of stand on that. Again, it has not been a great stretch here for the 49ers, obviously. Losing yeah. the Browns and the Vikings was not part of the plan. No, that's for sure. No, 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 uh, no. No, 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 um, no, no. But, <laughs> but I do think, you know, maybe a good self-scouting lesson, like, hey, we got to get our shit right. Because, again... Yeah. While not completely healthy, you know, the 49ers really had no business going into Minnesota and yeah. losing a game to the nope. Justin Jefferson-less Vikings. Yeah. So, yeah. not great. Not great. Bruno, we just fucking flew through that. We're Flyers. Not Philadelphia, but we're Flyers. Yeah, not Flyers. Not Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> or the Flyers and cheerleading who go up in the air. I'm not that either. No, no, no. I'm a land guy. Not a plan, not an air guy. <laughs> You're a simple guy. I'm a simple guy. Stay on the earth. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it, brother. Bruno, I have some fucking exciting news. Uh, Kurt, hit me with it. We get to talk about a Patriots win. Let's fucking go. Let's go.
Well, Bruno, I wouldn't have guessed this. I wouldn't have guessed it. I didn't mm. guess it on the pick six. Mm. I believe I said the Patriots were going to lose by 40 points. Yeah, me too. Well, wrong. Wrong. Bruno, couldn't have got more wrong. And you know what? I I mentioned to this mentioned this to you yesterday mm-hmm. uh, as we were wick walking our way to store center. I was just so convinced that as the Patriots were sitting there at one and five, they were going to get their doors blown off against the Bills. They were going to get their doors blown off in Miami. They'd be mm-hmm. one and seven. The podcast mm-hmm. is going to fucking suck over and over and over again. Week after week, mm-hmm. it's going to fucking blow donkey dick because we have <laughs> the same three things we talk about. Is Bill going to yep. be fired? Why does yep. Mac Jones suck? And why does this team fucking just – why are they the scum of the earth? That's what yep. it's been the last couple of weeks when you've lost to the Cowboys by 30, the Saints by 30, <laughs> and the Raiders with Brian Hoyer playing. Shit. But then – for some mystical, magical reason, uh, the Patriots woke up and said, we're going to choose violence today, and we're going to go beat Josh Allen and the Bills. Somebody make it make sense. Bruno, try to make it make sense for me right now. Kurt, I can try. I don't think I'm going to succeed because one of our recent memories of playing the Bills was a, a certain game where they beat us $7 billion to nothing in the playoffs. And in the recent years, it's kind of been the Bills' division to lose. Um, but Kurt... I don't know what was more shocking, like seeing how competent the Patriots looked in this game with some of the stuff they were doing, or just seeing the Bills be stymied by what the Patriots were doing. It was like, I know we always say that divisional games can get a little crazy. I know that goes for every division. And I know even at the Patriots at the peak of their powers, right? We'd always lose to the Dolphins in Miami, or we'd always have random games where we'd lose against the Jets or whatever. Like, I know we always say that, but Kurt, based on how this year was going, there was no world where I expected this result. And yet, Kurt, Patriots 29, Bills 25, and Kurt, numbers never lie. Well, unless you're Jamel. <laughs> well, well, yeah, let's go, baby. I wanted to say you open up. I was like, well, I just, I got to say it. I got to oh, fucking say it. He's that was a great it. show, though. That was a great show. Yeah. yeah. Shout Except out to Michael Smith. Or what was his name? Yeah. Michael Smith. Michael Smith. Yeah, yeah. Is he yeah. still like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to say that for after the thought. I'm going to look up what he's doing these days. I don't know what he's doing these days. <clears throat> Bruno, I do know what's happening Sunday, and I got to tell you something, okay? As the Patriots were sitting at one and five, I was driving home uh, from Virginia. And I can tell you with 100% confidence that for the first time since I was in seventh Grade, just for hindsight, everybody. That was two thousand fucking eight. My birthday year. Oh, a big year, big year. <laughs> for the first time since two thousand eight, I missed a Patriots game. I didn't watch a Patriots Damn. game. That's a fucking streak. That's what this fucking dog shit team has done to me. True. They've made me not want to watch Patriots games. And Bruno, I think from now on. I am just going to have to watch every fucking game from, I mean, listen to every game in the car because all of a sudden the magic potion, you're texting me that we look competent and we're out here. beating. The <laughs> yeah. Kurt, they say shipping up to Boston. I think we're going to ship you up to Virginia, down to Virginia. We're going to ship you to Virginia every week because that clearly worked. 
It was a lot of driving, but I'll do it. Yeah, it, was, it was a lot of driving. I'll do it. Uh, oh. Bruno, I want to talk about a couple of things about this game. First and foremost, yep. the Patriots have not played complimentary football at all this year. At all. <laughs> like, I am talking bottom <laughs> of the barrel, baby. Like, it was uh, eye-opening. Yeah. It was eye-opening to me last uh, last week where I saw a stat that said the Patriots were the only team in the NFL who had not scored points off of a turnover. And I was like, holy fuck. And then they showed a stat that said the Patriots were the number one team in the NFL last year at scoring points off turnovers. I'm like, wow, how the mighty have fallen. Yikes. So obviously that's a big discrepancy. I'm like, God, you know, this defense, yeah, you lose Judon. Yeah, you lose Christian Gonzalez. Probably two, you're probably your two best defenders. And, you know, they've kind of struggled to, you know, form an identity defensively. And they they have not been that opportunistic defense where they're getting interceptions, they're forcing fumbles, they're strip sacks. There's just been none of that. So when the game opens up, Patriots put a competent drive together, they go up three nothing. Then on the first fucking pass play of the game for the Bills, our boy Jabril Peppers comes up with the big INT. And then these fucking dumbass motherfuckers on offense go down and score a touchdown. And before the Bills have their second offensive play, it's 10 nothing Patriots. It felt like old times, Bruno. And Kurt, we can trace the timestamp, but it maybe was that first drive, but I kind of feel like it maybe was that second drive too, where I was just stunned at how competent and good that we looked. And I think that's when I dared to dream. That's when I dared to send my good friend, Kurt, who I knew was driving, who I knew wasn't watching and I was only listening. I was like, Kurt, we look competent and I can't wait till you see how competent we looked on, on Le Film later after the fact. Oh, let me tell you, your, your boy watched film. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I did. I wa- I've watched the game twice. Um, <laughs> right before bed with some tissues, Kurt? Or? Well, that's private. <laughs> That's private. That ain't public. That's private. That's private. I do have to choose my bed, but uh, you know, keep that. Let your mind do the wandering. Let your mind do the wandering. Uh, Bruno, I will say this again: complimentary uh, yeah. football for the Patriots, which has, which hasn't uh, been the case uh, for much of this year. And I gotta tell you, Mac Jones put his big boy pants on this week. This Bills defense don't suck. They don't suck. Mac Jones, after fucking pooping his pants the last three weeks and being benched twice, goes 25 of 30 for 272, two touchdowns, zero INTs. Zero INTs. Mm. Huh. Don't turn it over. You win some games. <laughs> yeah. And Kurt, I will say, and obviously now that you've watched it too, um, it's not like he threw a perfect game. You know, nobody's saying he threw a perfect game. He had a number of those like sacks that just make you fucking want to punch yourself in the face. Cause it's like, dude, just fucking do something or like find someone or like, don't just fucking fall down like an idiot. He had a couple of bad throws and you know, those shit were there, but Kurt, it felt like for the first time in a long time, we were watching a quarterback who like was out there 
you know, even though a hundred percent of the time it wasn't good decisions, the majority of the time he was making good decisions. He was making good throws. He was finding his guys. The offense was finally clicking and especially we'll get to it, but especially towards the end of the game when we needed him most, he came through. It was a great time to be, I don't know what to call it. A fan of Mac Jones, a fan of the Patriots had fun watching Mac Jones. Perhaps. Yeah. He looked like athletic too. I don't know if it was the silver pants, but he looked more like an athlete. <laughs> Clydesdale. Clydesdale. <laughs> don't make me bring him out right now. It is late. It is late. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Free bed Clydesdale. Okay, we'll save that. We'll save that. Uh but Bruno. And so obviously this game didn't go all perfect for the Patriots, right? Right. Again, they get out to that that big lead, which is it's nice to play with a lead, let me tell you. Yep. But Yep. Then these degenerates decide we might we're going to try to hurt we're going to try to hurt ourselves and everyone in New England. So when it gets to be um, twenty-two to ten, I mean fourth quarter, seven minutes to go, twenty-two to ten. I'm like, we are sitting real perfect. We got this. Uh, And then the Bills lightning strike down the field. Stephon Diggs is like, hello, remember me? I'm I'm yeah. I'm here and I'm yeah. him. Uh, I'm makes it twenty two seventeen, and then it's like, oh Jesus H Christ! Oh, with no. under with old, under four minutes to go in the game, Patriots need one of those big drives. They did not get that big drive. Instead, no. they got a Kendrick. Oh my God, that's Kendrick Bourne. Jesus Christ, that's Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> Fumble. Yeah. Dol- uh, not the Dolphins. Sorry, the Bills immediately go turn that into points. And all of a sudden now, the Patriots are down three. Yeah. So, with under two minutes to go in the game, 158 to go in the game, Pat's down 25-22. You're like, yeah. this shit, it's over. Jason texted us before that, like, before <laughs> before the Kendrick Bourne fumble, I'm prepared to be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and I responded, what's coming? I said, are we going to interception, fumble? Or uh, three and out. Three and Jason out. goes, I vote three and out. I said, same. And it ended up being a fumble. So, you know, it was one and the same. Uh, and then we were hurt for a while. But then Mac Jones, finally. Mac Jones has had 38 games that he's played in the NFL. He's had one game-winning drive. It came his rookie <laughs> year against the Texans. That shit oh, don't count. God. No, no, I'm not, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not counting that. I'm not counting that. Leave that shit alone. Um, yeah. I I was just really impressed. Take me through your thoughts about his game-winning drive because I was, I was impressed at some of those throws. Okay. Well, first of all, Kurt, I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, when we went down 25-22, uh, I was literally, literally – a hundred percent sure that we were going to lose that game because that felt like literally the most classic Patriots thing to ever happen to be finally playing a good game, finally seeming like we're going to win, letting up two late touchdowns and losing that. I would have probably bet my life savings that, uh, which are much by the way, but uh, that we would have lost that game. Uh, and so my confidence level was not high heading into that final drive. And why I'm bringing that up, Kurt, is because clearly, even though he was having a great game. We have to credit Mac Jones because he's been booed. He's been shit on. The national media is coming at his case. And Patriots fans, including us, are coming at his case. And I'm not like, you know, I'm not saying we weren't warranted, right? He hasn't played well this season. We've expected more. But even still, he's managed all that. And with 
the pressure of this week and having a great game and almost losing and with all of that on his mind and all the rumors swirling and all this sort of stuff, he comes out and he delivers a fairly competent and largely credit to him game-winning drive that culminates in a touchdown with 12 seconds left, Kurt. And let me tell you, he felt fucking good. And so did Hunter Henry. Because did you see his fucking... Or was it Gasicki? I forget. Gasicki no, caught it, but it was Hunter Henry, yeah. Gasicki, and Mac Jones all did the bad gritty that... The, yeah, yeah, the gritty. Yep. <laughs> so let me tell you, you could see how much it meant to the boys with that. And, okay, not to change subjects, did you see Rob Gronkowski ripping the Patriots the other day? I did see that. I did see that. Gronk, no one fucking asked you. Okay. <laughs> No one... Kurt, Kurt has notably not been a fan of Gronk post Patriots. So. <laughs> no, I have notably not been a Rob Gronkowski. Guy. Um, no, Jesus, no, not not a Gronk guy. Um, but he's like, wow, wow, you know, they act like they've never never been there before. Hey, dumb fuck, they haven't been. They're not the same team. Hey, dumb <laughs> dumb fuck, douche tit. I'll tell That's you true. what. Douche, douche tit has become like my my number one insult lately. I'm like, what do you plays? Because people don't expect it; they just get stunned and they're like, "Oh, I, I sure, I guess." <laughs> I'm like, someone yeah. asked me the other day what a douche tit was, and I said, "A douchebag who's fat and has man tits, douche tits." I would have just replied, "It's a fucking douche tit," I, which is fair. Which is fair, Bruno. <laughs> The Patriots, like you, you took us through that final drive eloquently, like you, like you are just like you always do. Uh, I have to do one more plug here because I, uh, plug. I have to. Demario Douglas. Plug. Oh my God! Plug yourself. Go off, King. Go off, King. He, our King from Liberty, went off. Bruno. He <laughs> is just one of these playmakers um, that you need to find ways to get him the ball. And they finally did it. There was more motion with the offense this week. There was more competence with the offense this week. And Demario Douglas was featured. Bruno, we got less Devontae Parker on the field, which is great. We got more Demario Douglas. We even got Jalen Rager in the game more than Devontae Parker. No Juju Smith-Schuster, who's still battling his concussion. He can just stay concussed. For all I care, Juju on that beat somewhere else. <laughs> I see you on that beat. Oh. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying. So Demario Douglas had an awesome game in this one. Bruno, he had uh, a 20 yard run. He has the only 20 yep. yard run the Patriots have had all year. Um, oh, Jesus Christ! And which I mean, that's not good. <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> he has it. He has it. So he's Ooh. he's the boy. He's got it. Um, but also, with that being said, he also uh, did it through the air and on some in some pretty huge situations. He had uh, four receptions for 54 yards um, on six targets, also drew two penalties. So every time he was targeted, something happened. Um, yep. So, that, I mean, that's just that's impressive for a rookie. Yep. Um, and like I said, it's just he has a different gear when the ball's in his hands in space. Good things happen, and I, I I'm hopeful that you know he gets more time on the field because they, the Patriots don't have somebody with his skill set. So, yeah, and Kurt, you know what he kind of reminds me of? This is a little bit of a throwback, and we don't have good memories of this player after he left the Patriots. But remember Dion Lewis? Remember how fucking shifty he was? Like he'd get the ball, and like he would just be so shifty and crafty, and he'd make a cut, and the defense would be like, "Oh fuck!" Like damn. Like I'm not saying he's at that level yet. But when he gets the ball, 
I'm like, holy shit, I don't know where he's going. He makes people miss. He'll fucking break people's ankles. Yeah. So he kind of reminds me of that regard. And again, like, it's about fucking time that in our seventh game of the season, we're finally like, hey, we don't have someone else who can do this. This brings another dimension to our offense and opens up more of the playbook. Maybe we should use this guy. So it took seven games, Kurt. I'm glad we got there. Can we keep doing that is now the question as we move forward. We we have we have to we have to do it, Bruno. And again, uh, I think this is a big week, obviously, for the Patriots. Bruno, if they can somehow go to Miami and somehow win this game, they are nine and a half point dogs. They are they shouldn't be favored. Nobody should pick them to win. Bruno, you don't pick them during the pick six. Don't do it. Don't do it, Jim. Jim. All right, we'll see. But if they win this game, I am going to start doing weird things because I fuck. I don't fuck. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. If they win, they get to three and five and they'd be three and one in the division, which would be just banana land. Bruno, I don't need to tell you that the next five games they play are the Commanders, the Colts, the Giants, the Chargers, and the Steelers. But I'm going to tell you them anyway, so suck on that. (laughs) Kurt, you know what that reminds me of, this upcoming stretch? It reminds me of the famous words, our boy, Kevin Millar. Don't let us win today, or don't let us win game four, whatever he said. He's like, don't let us win one. Because as soon as we win one, we're back home for the second. We got shilling on the mound in game six and anything that happened in game seven. That's what this reminds me of. Because, Kurt, don't let – I mean, technically, we already won one because we just beat the Bills. Don't let us beat the Dolphins. Because, Kurt, pay, Super Bowl is back on if we beat the Dolphins. Yeah, it's back on. <laughs> fuck, fuck it, Kurt. Let's get fucking nuts. It, Kurt, we have a serious have question get crazy. we also have to raise. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, we have a serious question we have to raise, Kurt. The Jets, we own them. We've beaten them 7 million times in a row. We just beat the Bills this week. If we beat the Dolphins next week, are we the best team in the AFC East at 3-5? and five? Yeah. <laughs> Kurt, it's a I, question we have to ask. <laughs> my brain is a little kerfuffled at the moment. I can't really give you a straight answer, Bruno, but I think we might be. Yep. I think we might be. So, I don't know. Uh, Bruno, I, it's going to be wild. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to be in Miami for it. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there. So be there or be square. Are you gonna be driving? What? Are you gonna be driving and listening no. on the radio? I mean, I don't know. Wait, I Miami will bring an AirPod. I will listen. Ooh. I will listen. Ooh. Okay. But I'll be there. Okay. You listen to the new T Swistle uh while you're there, maybe perhaps. Maybe on the flight. Maybe on the flight. That's all right. Well, it's time to fight and it's time to flight. Bruno fucking nailed Get us out of here. <laughs> Kurt, it's gonna be a great time. We're surely, surely not setting ourselves up for heartbreak. Surely not are we setting ourselves up for a crushing Patriots loss. Surely we're not getting sucked back in like we said we were worried about earlier in the season. Kurt, everything is fine. Everything is rainbows and sunshine. The Patriots are the best team in the AFC East. That's a fucking fact. I'm going to enjoy this while we can because who knows if we'll be able to enjoy moving forward. But Kurt, on Sunday... You're going to be in Miami, so I don't know what the fuck is going to happen for a pick six, but we're going to figure some shit out because we always do. Um, so we're going to do our pick six as we always do. Uh, I'm going to try to not pick 0-6 teams because I always pick 0-6 teams, uh, and Kurt's taking the lead there, and I don't want to talk about it. But, Kurt, 
We'll make it work like we always do. And we will see you next time on Playing the Field. Bye, guys.